Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to catch our new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. For more of The Issue and access to our top bets and fantasy updates, then subscribe to The Issue Miked Up. Link is on our website, which can be found in the bio of our Instagram, which is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. New subscription episodes come out every Friday. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Thursday, November 11th, and we have another episode of The Issue for you guys here today. Tim is out. Uh, on a little vacation, weekend excursion, if you will, uh, to a camp. That's all good, though. We have guest Dylan DiNapoli with us today. He's going to be talking some NFL, some fantasy. Dylan, how we doing? Eh, not too bad. What's up, guys? Um, so we have a pretty loaded episode today. We have... I'm going to go over last week, our predictions for last week. I won. Um, that's basically all there is to be said there. No, just kidding. Uh, I improved to 5-3-1, and one, so, you know, Tim's out this week. That probably bodes better for your fantasy betting, um, you know, since I'm more correct. But last week, uh, we were split on two games, the Cincy-Cleveland game. I took Cincy, Tim took Cleveland. Um, I mean, I messed up. Uh, Cleveland won. I, I thought that maybe I had that gut feeling that Joe Burrow was going to go in, pull out something crazy, and that his offensive line wouldn't be as bad as they were. They have been showing that they, you know, can play non-abysmal football for about, you know, flashes of two to three weeks here and there. Thought last week was going to be one of those. It wasn't. Um, the defensive line just ate alive Cleveland. Um, and that was really the moral, the moral of the story. Getting into the other split, we had the Giants... And uh, the Raiders, I took the Giants, like I said, had a feeling last week, and I knew, um, you know, I like the Giants' weapons, I like how they've been getting better every single week, of course they've had the two or three weeks where they look like they forgot how to play football, and that a middle school team could beat them, um, and one of the big reasons why I took the Giants last week was just simply because of all the noise that has been coming out of the Raiders organization in the past, I don't know, month. Uh, what with John Gruden and then Henry Ruggs and everything that has happened to that organization in the past, I'd say even you could stretch it out to two, three years, has been nothing but just white noise. And um, if we've learned anything from the Steelers, that is, uh, that's not a good thing to have, you know, in the, in the organization, in the locker room. We saw it enough with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown in like 2016, and I don't think we need any more of that. Like, not at all. 
Um, so let's get into it. We're going to do the picks uh, for this week, week 10 of the NFL. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today, guys. Um, meat and potatoes, get you what you need, get you out the door. Um, so oh, here's the list for this week. I feel like Tim. I forget where everything's at. I got to do double the duties today, guys. So, uh, you know, cut me a little slack. We are uh, getting into week 10 now. Like I said, first game on the list is this Thursday night game. Uh, who we got? We got the Ravens and uh, the Dolphins playing right now. They actually didn't start yet. It starts at 8:20. It's currently 8:13. Okay, so you can you can trust us on that one. The game has not started yet. Can I get confirmation on that? Yes, correct. Yeah, 8:14. So here's the thing. We're both taking the Ravens. This one's pretty cut dry. Not a lot needs to be said here. Um, Lamar is, you know, worlds better than anybody that Miami could think of starting a quarterback. I don't care if it's Tua. I don't care who it is. I like the Ravens. Um, the spread on this game is eight and a half. I honestly like that. I don't like big spreads in the NFL because most of the games are decided between two and three points. I like the Ravens. I like the eight and a half here. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Miami has not been too hot this year. They had a solid defense last year, but I don't even know where that went this year. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching, quite honestly. Uh, how they've been, I mean, they've just been getting outcoached in like, I'd say 30% of their games so far this year. Yeah, that's fair to say. Especially defensively, which doesn't usually happen with a defensive-minded head coach. But Next game here, we got the Falcons. And the Cowboys. Tim and I both like the Cowboys. Um, this one, not much explanation needed either. I mean, I feel like this week has the potential to have a good amount of blowouts. I think this could be one of them. Um, you know, we were talking before we got on here, and I was just asking Dylan. I was like, hey, you, you know, we're just trying to you know, look ahead, see, see if there's going to be any upsets this week, which we'll have for you later in the episode. And I was trying to pick some good lines to bet. And I asked if you would take the Falcons plus nine and a half over the Cowboys. You said absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Falcons are, as Tim would say, abysmal yeah. in the NFL. They can't they don't have anything going for them. No offense, no defense. Yeah, outside of Matt Ryan, they don't really do anything well. And Matt Ryan's a very average quarterback. They had Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Highlight the hat. Now they do not have really anyone besides Cordell Patterson making plays on that side of the ball. Which takes a lot out of them, too. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we both like the Cowboys there. Going down into the third game, it is the Titans and the Saints. Tim and I both will take the Titans. This one's going to be a closer game um, than I think some people make it out to be. I think a lot of people think that, you know, Tennessee's going to go in here, run all over them, and it's just going to be, like, closed up, bang, bang, end of story. I don't think so. Um... The Saints have showed that they can actually play football not knowing who their quarterback's going to be on a week-to-week basis. They come into every single game, and they still have a fighting chance because Sean Payton is that great of a coach. And because their defense is manageable, they can hold them in and let their offense kind of, you know, figure it out. Now, do I think the Saints' defense is going to be able to stop Derrick Henry and hold him at bay? That's the question that's going to need to be answered. That's going to be the key to the, to the Saints winning. I believe uh, Derrick Henry's out this week. Oh, he is out this week. He is out this week. They got Adrian Peterson and uh, Jeremy McNichols back there. I still like the I still like the Titans though, and, and the passing game with Tannehill. Yeah, that can be true. Yeah, 
Um, getting into the Jags and the Colts next game. This is Indy uh, is going to be the winner here. I mean, I don't think there's much to be talked about there. I mean, I could see this possibly being an upset. You know, I feel like the Colts are the type of team to drop a game like this, especially, you know, Carson Wentz has looked shaky at points in this year. What do you think about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, um, I don't really know what to say about him. I mean, he hasn't been overachieving, but honestly, I was expecting him to do a lot worse in, like, a new system. Like, the first year in a new system, I was expecting him to be, like, kind of like how we saw him last year whenever Jalen, before Jalen Hurts took over. Yeah. Like, real bad, but he's honestly been just a little bit below average, but, like, not as far below as I thought. Yeah, um, and that's, like, ugh. I mean, he had a horrible year last year. Like, really bad. Horrible yes. in, in Philly. And that's one of the worst seasons by a quarterback, I think, ever. I mean, you, you look at his interceptions. He, like, tripled his his touchdowns at one point with interceptions. It was insane. Yeah. Like, early in the season. But one thing that you look at is, you know, there's a, there have been a good amount of quarterbacks to come through the league now that have had horrible year threes. Horrible year threes. Ben Roethlisberger was one of them. Peyton Manning was one of them. Peyton Manning had a horrible third year in the NFL. Broke out in his fourth. Tim and I were pretty high on Carson Wentz coming back into this season when nobody really was. Tim was really high on him last year, which, <laughs> that was funny. He did not pan out last year. But coming into this year, we both kind of were, you know, a little higher on him than most sports shows were, just due to the fact that he was being reunited with Frank Reich, the quarterback coach that he did so well under in Philadelphia. He, that's who he has, you know, obviously coaching him in Indianapolis. So I will take the Colts there. Moving on, the Browns and the Patriots. Um, Tim likes the Patriots. I like Cleveland. Um, what's, what's your thought here? You're going to the tiebreaker at this point. I'm going to have to go with Cleveland. I mean, the Pets have a very good secondary this year, mm-hmm. I believe, with uh, J.C. Jackson making plays. But um, the Browns are more of like a run-heavy offense, I think. Yeah, they and, are. And, I mean, I know they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both out, but the Ernest Johnson is, like, top-level third stringer, honestly. Yeah. Like, he could, I feel like if he got traded, he could probably be a starter on maybe 25% of the other teams in the league. I think so, too. Um, so, if you had to pick, you'd take the Browns? Yeah. I, I mean, and you have a couple... Dylan has a few uh, a few fantasy starts for you guys coming up in the second segment later today, and uh, there's a couple brownies on that list, so keep listening for that. Getting into the next game, we got the Bills and the Jets. Tim and I both like the Bills. Not much explanation needed here. The Jets are a wildfire. Um, you know, they can they just they're horrible. They're two and six. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is. They're just throwing random guys out there now. It seems it, it's rather hysterical to watch they're just going down the depth chart to say, yeah hey you want to go play <laughs> they're in. just running out of options at this point uh, they're gonna go pick out like the most athletic looking uh guy on at any one of the surrounding tailgates i feel like outside of metlife stadium before sunday and just be like hey you want to start for the jets today throw them in doesn't matter you probably play better than freaking zach wilson anyway um moving on the Steelers and the Lions. Lions traveling to Heinz Field for a 1 o'clock game in Pittsburgh. Kind of elaborate on this game a little bit more later like we usually do. 
but I'm gonna take the Steelers. I don't think this is any like kind of crazy pick here. Uh, Steelers are five and three, going up against the 0 and eight Lions. Jared Goff still has not proved that he can win a game without Sean McVay. Um, so, but would we be surprised to see the Lions take the take the W in Pittsburgh? And that's the thing. That's what you said to me before the show started, and I was like, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, these are the type of situations that Pittsburgh always seems to crunch in every single time. I mean, they just play down to the level of their opponent, it seems like, every single opportunity they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I watch other games, and I watch the uh, Ravens, perfect example. I watch a Ravens game, divisional opponent for the Steelers. And I'm like, how are they... Like, they'll play a horrible team. Like, they'll play a Jacksonville, and they'll win by, like, 26 points. And I'm like, all right, that's what they should. That's what a team like that should do to Jacksonville. And then the Steelers play Jacksonville, who is they're just like you know, worlds like worlds better than than the Jags. And the Jags give them a run for their money. I mean, every single time you think the Steelers can't blow it or they can't make it close in the fourth quarter, you're going to be wrong because they do, almost every single time. It's hysterical. It's a Steeler way. It it's is. Been the, it's been that way for the past century. Yeah, just let them steal it. Decade, my bad, not century. <laughs> century. <laughs> for the past 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like it sometimes, especially living in Pittsburgh. Uh, anyway, moving on, we got the Buccaneers traveling to Washington to play the football team. Um, the Bucks are favored nine and a half. Uh, the six and two Bucks over the two and six. Washington football team. I like the Buccaneers. I mean, don't bet against Brady. Not right now. Especially against... Not, like, no. Don't do that. It, it's going to be the Bucs. They're going to win. He has the better weapons. He has the better O-line. He has the better defense. He has the better coach. Like, I, I mean, Ron Rivera is a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but I'll take Bruce Arians and, you know, Tom Brady all day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure no one can find a good reason why the Washington football team would win this game. No. I mean, maybe that team they had last year when it got closer to the playoff run. With that defense? That defense was stellar. Taylor Heineke was oh coming together. I mean, that's that's who they almost beat last uh, last year in the playoffs. Yeah, they were almost the dark horse team yeah. that came back. Yeah. I mean... That team is no longer existent, though. No, it's Nowhere not. to be found. Nope. That front seven doesn't even look like the same front seven as last year's team. No, sir. It really doesn't. They're not, they're not getting after the quarterback at all. I mean, they still have a good amount of sacks, but they are just not putting pressure on the quarterback every single throw and, like, forcing hurry-ups, nothing. I mean, they're, like, one of the last teams in the league in turnovers, I think, if you scroll down here. Yeah, they're 29th in points allowed, so, I mean, that's horrible. Um, Moving on, the Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. We're both going to take the Cardinals, um, and the Cardinals are a minus 10. I would maybe throw some money on... Carolina covering that. They got a big juice of energy with uh, Cam Newton coming on back, which, I mean, are you already done with Darnold? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Like, after they lose last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're doing there. I mean, I believe that they're trying to get Cam back, and part of me thinks that's because basically what Cam did for that city, and this is like their way of like repaying him, like bringing him back for a season before he officially retires. Especially when you know he's not happy in New England. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that they're going to give up that starting job that easily. No. Especially just bringing him in this week and giving him the start. That's, nah. 
It's going to be interesting. I'm sure he's a few years removed from the playbook at this point. <laughs> like, I'm well, sure yeah, they've whenever, changed some whenever stuff Whenever he up. was there, that was uh, Ron Rivera's team. It was. Yeah, completely different. And by the way, that's why he ended up getting the, the new job. You know, Ron Rivera is a great coach. He needs he needs better than, than Washington. He does, this year at yes, least. Yes, he does. He really does. Um, and then getting down... So, yeah, we're both taking the Cardinals there. Getting down into the Vikings and the Chargers. Both taking the Chargers. I think. Yeah, we're both taking the Chargers. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert. As simple as that. He is great. He, We had him in our quarterback tiers. We did that, I'd probably think, you know, two, three episodes ago. So go back and listen if you haven't. Tim and I went through, and he was, I think, number four. Uh, he, we both have him as a top five quarterback in the NFL as of right now, this season. Yeah. He's had a, a bad game here and there, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's a young quarterback, but he has the frame to do great in this league and to win in this league. He literally looks like a young Ben Roethlisberger. He's six, five, but he's way more mobile than Ben ever was. Uh, he's the best of both worlds because how much it matters to have a mobile quarterback in this league right now. Um, you know, it's really, it's really valuable. The Chargers got lucky there. I'll take the Chargers this week. Um, moving on, we got the Broncos and the Eagles. I will take the Broncos. Tim will take the Eagles. We're split on this game. I think I'm he did. I was gonna have to jump in with uh, Tim and say the Eagles. They're you like coming... the Eagles? Yeah. I mean, they're coming off of a just. They lost to uh, Los Angeles last last week just by like three points mm-hmm. and LA is a pretty solid team I'd rank them probably in top team or top 10 yeah in the league but I mean a three-point deficit that's not a bad loss it really isn't um I mean yeah the Eagles have looked I mean like they're getting better but I mean at the end of the day it's Jalen Hurts I don't I'm not a big fan of Jalen Hurts I don't think he's gonna be that great I mean yeah that's true they got, yeah, they lost last week by three to the Chargers. I mean, I don't know. I, I like Denver here. Something in my gut's telling me to go Denver. Tim and you and Tim are both taking the Eagles, which, hey, man, by all means. But Broncos, don't come. I just don't feel like have really earned a victory yet this season. I mean, all of their wins, if you go through them, they've all been kind of like hand me outs mm-hmm. in some sort of way. I mean, they really haven't played anyone that can compete and. I'm not saying the Eagles can compete, but I mean, they're better than some of the other teams that Denver beat this season. That's true. That's true. Um, I will take the Broncos here. The Eagles will be taken by Tim and Dylan. Um, Moving on, we have the Seahawks and the Packers. Tim and I both are going to take the Green Bay Packers here on this game. You like the Seahawks, you were telling me before we started. You like Russ coming back. Aaron's also coming back. This is going to be a really good game this week. I'm surprised that the that the Packers are favored by three and a half. That surprises me. I thought it would be a one-two point spread. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, the Seahawks are getting Russell and Chris Carson back both, and I mean their their run game has been lacking pretty hard ever since Carson went out with a uh, neck injury. Yeah. So him coming back, that's going to add value to their backfield, and uh, I think everyone knows what Russell Wilson's capable of doing. Oh yeah. Team. I mean, you don't doubt Russ. If there's if there's anybody that I want to have the football in their hands with two minutes left in the game, it's, it's Russell Wilson. Um, either him or Aaron Rodgers, actually. The funny part about that. Um, 
so they play each other this week. I like Green Bay here. I like Aaron. I'm going to ride out with Aaron here. Um, yeah, I'll take the Packers. Uh, last game, the Sunday night game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Tim is taking the Las Vegas Raiders. I am going to go ahead and take the Chiefs and bet Patty Mahomes to pull this team back together a little bit. Um, you know, the Chiefs haven't had the season they've wanted to have this year. That That's for sure. I mean, 5-4, and four, Kansas City, you, nobody would have thought. Yeah, that's true. Especially um, making it to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And uh, coming out and doing this stuff. Yeah. But and, one thing I will say about this matchup is that if you go back, like, for the past, like, five years, every single time this team, these two teams have come up against each other, it's always been a really close game. And I remember last year, I believe the Raiders won both of their matchups. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The Raiders beat them twice last year. Yeah. Um... They seem to be like the Jinx team. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, so I mean, playing the numbers game, I'm gonna have to take the Chiefs to like you know, they're due at this point, right? I mean, they gotta yeah. beat the Raiders at some point. Um, and plus, you know, I feel like they've had such a demoralizing season that all of that that locker room is just so pissed off right now. They just want to go out there and play football, um, and, and just especially against a divisional opponent like the Raiders, who've been like you know having some struggles as of late. So I mean. I'm excited to watch that game, actually. I'll take the Chiefs, Tim, and you both like the Raiders, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. Okay. Finishing it off with the Monday night game, the Rams traveling, just, you know, the short the short little travel there to the Bay Area, San Francisco, to play the 49ers. This one, I'll take the Rams. Speaking of which, let's talk about the Rams for a second. They have made some moves. Um, they go out and they sign Odell Beckham Jr. They get Von Miller. They got everybody showing up to the city right now. And if you've ever seen a team stack their cards and saying, I'm going all in this year. We are going all in. If like literally throwing all the just all the pieces, all the money that they have into the pot right now, and they're saying we're winning this year. That's exactly what we saw in a uh, Tampa Bay last year. Yep. They were all in. When they went out and got A B and they made those big signings late. Yeah. This is this was my uh preseason prediction for Super Bowl champ. The Rams. Yeah, the Rams. So, what do you think about Odell going there? Like, do you think he'll like do well there and fit in, or what? I don't believe he's gonna have instant impact, considering what Cooper Cup has been doing this season, and Robert Woods is like a solid number two. I mean, no one really gives that man credit, but he's pretty solid. And uh, yeah, I'd probably throw Odell as the third option in there for Matt Stafford. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it, if anything else, you're giving Matt Stafford another weapon. And, and just when you think Matt Stafford probably doesn't even need the, the other weapon. Because, um, I mean, he's loaded at receiver right now. He can throw that ball to anybody he wants to. Adding Odell is just going to make that team just that more lethal. Um, and, and that offense is going to be absolutely insane, especially down the stretch. Adding depth to the wide receiving core, getting late to the season, especially with a 17-game season now. Guys are playing a lot of football. Guys are getting banged up. Guys are getting tired. Inserting like someone like Odell into that lineup, and into that receiving core, just being able to spread the ball more so that not as many people are getting the volume of catches per game and just getting absolutely beaten down and brutally just taken advantage of <laughs> down the late parts yeah, of the season. Yeah, now that you uh, say that, I, I'm thinking right now, so the Rams have such a powerful offense right now 
But could you imagine if Cam Akers stayed healthy? Do you remember how he ended last season? Yeah. If he carried that through, take the power they have now. I mean, Daryl Henderson has been doing pretty solid, like stepping up and taking place. But imagine if Cam Akers played in that offense. That would be insane. That'd probably be the most explosive offense we've seen in the past however many seasons. I'd say at least 10 to 15, honestly. I, I don't think I've seen an offense that has no. that amount of star power on receiving, that offensive line, that that run game at that point. And at quarterback, you have Matt Stafford. Like, are you kidding me? And then you have probably one of the smartest, brightest young coaches in the league, Sean McVay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and their special teams is insane, too. So, I mean... The, the Rams are just an all-around built team. I like your prediction for the Super Bowl. We'll write it down. We'll we'll bring you back on here if it's uh, if that ends up hitting and that, be, that ends up being correct. Kind of pick your brain how you made that prediction. <laughs> All right, I, so I mean, good. Tim made a prediction last year that Russell Wilson would win MVP. He made that prediction on September 16th, and we let him hear about it all the time. But um, so that's about it for the first segment. We do not have any more predictions to do for the week. Um, coming back out of this break, we will have, you know, all of your, let me see here. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes, right? The fantasy starts and then, you know, some upsets to look out for different things to keep your eye on this week in the NFL. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at the issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through phoenix fitness spelled f n x capital f n and x use code tj2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to fnx.com tj2021 it'll get you 15 percent off store wide go out and get yourself an am protein blend just drank mine orange dreamsicle my personal favorite flavor and then at nighttime you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend, it's a PM blend, spice and melatonin in there, put you right to sleep. Go check it out, Phoenix Fitness. What's up? We are back. Segment two of the issue on... An absolutely gorgeous Thursday, November 11th. Um, it's time for your every show weather. Peek open those blinds real quick. It's Tim's tradition. I'm going to keep it keep it living on today. Oh, it looks very dark outside. Yeah, it's about right. Um, you know, we are in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. 61 degrees outside. Uh, some rain coming up tonight, so it's probably pretty windy out there. I, would, I haven't been outside in, like, hours at this point, so that's a win for me. But, um, you know, just thought I'd set the scene. We always start – Dylan's looking at me like I'm nuts. We always start the second segment. Tim just peeks out the window right there. He goes, it is a – actually a pretty horrible Thursday here. You yeah, know? I thought we were going over weather right now. Yeah, we are going over the weather, so – if you were wondering, that is the weather where we are at. We are going to get in and talk some football now. Uh, we have our fantasy coming up for this episode or for this segment. You have your fantasy starts. So, without further ado, get into those. All right, guys. So, who so do you have first? My number one right now is Dearness Johnson. And it's basically because Nick Chubb is out, Kareem Hunt is also out. 
and everyone knows the Browns are a run-heavy offense, and I mean, we saw what Dearness did the last time he got start. He ended up putting up, like, I believe 24 points. Yeah. Luckily, I was able to grab him off waivers that week. <laughs> That's a pickup and a half that right there. That was a pickup and a half, <laughs> honestly. I was, I was shocked. I wasn't expecting him to do that well, but... I mean, he was also averaging probably, like, I would say five yards, six yards a carry. Yeah. He put up some massive numbers. And uh, my number two on the list is Zach Moss. Zach Moss is someone who gets a lot of touches near the goal line. He's like a red zone back that the Bills use all the time. Especially. And, I mean, it's the Jets. You're going against the Jets. You get, in the, you get into a goal line situation, you're running the ball. And you're, you're scoring. Not, yeah, you're scoring. <laughs> They're not going to stop you. And, uh, yeah, so I would definitely, he's a must-start this week, in my opinion. Zach Moss. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I'm especially in a, if you're in a PPR league, any, any type of league that, you know, where touchdowns are really going to, really going to stand out from the rest. I know there's, like, you know, some different leagues there where, that's where like, like, like a 15-yard catch is the same as a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Zach Moss this entire year, he's been touchdown dependent, I know, but, um... Yeah, he's he's a must start this week because I could I could easily see him getting probably probably two. Yeah. With not much yardage either, not many touches. Right. And my third option, I know I'm gonna go back to the Browns, but I believe that the Browns are gonna have a huge day on offense. It's I just have one of those feelings they're going against a tough um, Patriots secondary, but Odell's gone, so I'm going with like Landry and Donovan Peoples Jones because. Those guys have been getting targets with Odell in the game. Now that he's gone, Baker doesn't really have the ball to, like, he can't throw to anyone else. Who, who else is he going to throw it to? Exactly. And that's one of the main things, too. When Odell isn't there, Landry, excuse me, gets so many catches. And he gets so many more targets when Odell, when and, Odell and Baker seems to, to play yeah. better without Odell. He does, because he doesn't have to worry about getting that star of the ball all the time. You know, you have a presence like Odell on your, on your team and on your offense. That dude wants the ball on every single play. And, and he's getting mad at you if you're not throwing the ball to him enough. So, so is his dad, apparently. Yeah, that whole See thing. See with the Twitter started. page? I yeah. would, okay, first of all, just a little opinion piece on that. I would have been livid with my father if he would have like gone out and basically got you fired from a team. Yeah, but <laughs> in the same instance, I mean, the dude got paid like $95 million. That's and true. he's still getting that money, so... He's like getting paid $95 million. I mean, he did sign with the Rams, but say he didn't, he'd be getting paid that money to be playing Warzone all night. Just like Yeah, he could literally sit there, play video games, sit back and like relax and watch the NFL and make that much money. Yeah, so like at the same time, like I wouldn't really be like that mad, honestly. No. Um, I mean, yes and no. I, if, I see if like you're like a younger like guy and you're grinding yeah. your way through the league and you finally get your shot and then your dad messes it up, you'd be like, Dad, shut up. Yeah, but, like, especially it, with Odell's passion. The dude's probably the most passionate receiver in the game. Oh, yeah. I would say. I'm sure he's loving the taunting penalties this year. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've seen him kind of pull his stuff together a What do you bit. think about that, by the way? I've been listening to a, def- a bunch of different... Uh, you know, sports shows, and then we've talked about it on this show a couple of times. What do you think about the taunting in the NFL, the taunting penalties? I mean, it, it helped the Steelers win the game this past week. Yeah, it did, but I think that's 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 really dumb. It makes it seem like way too business professional, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... Football's a game. It's a game. You gotta let people play. 
have fun with it a little bit. Right. Bringing the taunting out, like, those fans are there to be entertained. They're not there to see some dudes just be stick up their... Yeah, but up the butt all up day. Up the butt all day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, that's the big thing. When, mm, I don't know, I just like, it's a game, number one. Number two, I've played football, I've played baseball, I've played hockey, I've played a bunch of different sports. And in all of them, like, you want to get hype. You know what I mean? Like, you want to have a good time. When you score... When you do something that's going to kind of jab the other team a little bit, it's fun. It's the part of the competitive nature of the game. Taunting is part of the comp- like part of two two teams competing. How much do you love watching? Remember when Norman would reco- would cover Odell when they would throw Norman from the Panthers fun on Odell to watch? That was insane. And and do you know how many taunting penalties would probably get called on that game now if you like put that in today's game? Yeah, a lot. It would be a every lot. play. Yeah, it'd be every single play. But that's the thing that you love to watch. That's the entertainment that makes the game interesting. You watch that game. I swear. I Okay, who else is turning on that matchup any other day? The Giants versus the Panthers back in, like, what, 2016? Who's watching the Giants and the Panthers any other for any other reason other than them if you don't live in that city? Yeah. If you don't you live in New York, if you don't live in Carolina, the only other reason you would watch that game is for the Odell-Norman matchup. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, yeah, back I'm back then the Panthers were kind of the real deal, but they were, and they had some better pieces. But I mean, even those last couple seasons, they were still barely keeping it above eight and eight most most of the time. So it's not like they were lights out, like getting prime time deals. Anybody who was watching those games, we were watching for matchups only, basically, and watching what was going to happen with Odell and Josh Norman. That was insane. You kidding me? That was some quality entertainment. That was good content. We don't have any of that anymore. Can't taunt it. Uh, is that it for your fantasy picks for the week, or do you have a couple I more? I actually have one more. Okay, And go ahead. it's also from the Bills, along with Zach Moss. It's Cole Beasley. Okay. These past two games, he's been seeing a lot of volume and not only targets, but receptions. Yeah, especially against the Jets now. So if you got that PPR, I would definitely... He's a must-start as well. But... Without the PPR, I mean, he his yardage has been really crappy. I mean, I mean he, he got, like, this this past week, he got, like, eight receptions for, like, 36 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Against, but in PPR, that's still, like, 11 points. For only thir- for only getting 30 yards? Like, I would take that. That's not bad at all. And then, I mean, you also factor in the, the fact they're playing the Jets this week. Yes. Like, it, it's... It's the Jets secondary that's that we're another, talking about That's here. another highlighted <laughs> yeah. part of the equation there. Yeah. They're, they're playing, playing the Jets. <laughs> they're playing the Jets. You can basically start any good receiver playing the Jets, but, I mean, especially Cole Beasley this week. You're right. He, uh, in the past, what was it? I think the last two weeks he's been seeing a little more increase in volume. Past three. The past, past three. three. Yeah. Double I'm, digits in targets. In the last three weeks. Okay, yeah. That's a good stat right there. I like Cole Beasley then. Definitely give him a start, but... That was your fantasy starts, kind of filling in for the fantasy starts and sits that usually is on the subscription podcast, the issue mic'd up. Um, But, you know, we're not going to be able to get a mic'd up episode in this week, so I thought we would throw the fantasy in there um, and then finish off the episode here today with a couple, uh, with three good bets for you to look at and some, some upsets to consider if you're thinking about betting. Um, but first, like I said, guys, go and subscribe to the issue mic'd up. Um, 
you know, a lot more laid back over there. I'll talk about it a little bit more later before the show ends, but go check out our bets over there. We hit on a lot of stuff. But getting into it, first, first bet that I like this week, I like Seattle plus three and a half. I like Seattle plus three and a half on Green Bay. This is one that you you like Seattle to win the game. So you would probably love this bet, Seattle plus three and a half. I like it simply because this game is going to be – There's these two teams are way too talented to be decided by more than three and a half points, I think. I think when you put this, this Green Bay roster up against this Seattle roster returning Russell Wilson, it, we know how valuable Russ is. Let's not lie to ourselves here. If it was Geno Smith starting at quarterback, I would take Green Bay to cover the minus three and a half all day. You bring Russ back, that's an instant game-changing equation right there. Um, I think this is going to end up being like a one, two-point game. I do like Green Bay to win, but I do like Seattle plus three and a half. You agree? Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, next one, I like Detroit plus eight and a half on Pittsburgh. Uh, you Pittsburgh fans aren't going to like this. Trust me, I don't like it either. I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm right there with you. We're both from Pittsburgh. We both like Detroit plus eight and a half. I think if you're a realist and you can admit to yourself what you're watching every Sunday isn't the best from the Steelers, then you should probably take Detroit plus eight and a half. I mean, how many times have we seen it that the Steelers come out and disappoint and play down to the level of their competition, no matter who they play, whether it's a Cleveland playoff game and the first snap of the game goes over Ben Roethlisberger's head and him and James Conner look at each other like they're... Like they've never seen a football before, and they have no idea what to do. Whether it's that, or it's playing down in, to the competition and losing to the Jaguars in the playoffs in 2014. Or you go through any game, really. I went to the Steelers game this year. You were with me when they played the Broncos. That game got a lot more close than it should have gotten. Denver had a chance to come back and win that game. They were in the red zone. If it wasn't for Minka breaking up that that last pass attempt, Denver could have possibly came back and won that game at Heinz Field. Are you guys aware? Coming into the game, though, we kind of expected it to be a little close. Yeah. Because that is whenever, I believe, Denver was still undefeated at that point. Maybe they had one loss under their belt. They had one loss. They were, yeah, yeah, and Teddy B was just getting back. Yeah, so we kind of expected it to be closer, but whenever we saw, like, the Steelers start to pull away there. Yeah. Yeah, and then... uh, And they made it close again. Yeah, all that momentum just... They're really good like at doing that. Basically. They're really good at doing that. Yeah. They, I mean, even this past Sunday. This past Sunday is a perfect example of what we're talking about. The Steelers, they come in. Who do we even play? <laughs> we play the Brent. No. Who do we play? <laughs> um, We played the... <laughs> I'm not really sure. We played, we played the Bears. That's who we played. So we played the Bears. We Sorry about that. We played them on Monday night. Yeah, I know. We played them literally like three days ago. We forgot. Um, the Steelers won 29-27, if you weren't aware. Um, but that game got way closer than it should have been. Pittsburgh was up by like a touchdown and a half. And we were... It, we had all the momentum going into the going into half. All of it going into half. We come in at halftime. We looked like a completely demoralized football team. It was embarrassing. And we got trounced in the second half and we are lucky we held on and we're lucky that boswell is like low-key the best kicker in the league or we would be so screwed we talk about it all the time how many times have you said dude we really don't appreciate boswell for what he is 
I mean, he's like a machine. He's just he's just like automatic, honestly. <laughs> and in a stadium like Heinz Field, where like nobody can nail him, this dude hits them all. But also, a kicker is like kind of like one of those positions that it's either like you don't acknowledge them or you just hate them <laughs> because like you just take it for granted that oh, this dude's gonna make like a fifty-four yard field goal. Yeah. And then you come into like the reality of how hard that actually is to do. Yeah. Like, do you know how hard it is to put a tiny little football in between? Two posts from 54 yards out, it's pretty hard, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't kick a 20-yard field goal. I don't think I could kick a 10-yarder. <laughs> I've tried to. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably couldn't either. I've, you know, I've putzed around on the high school field before, and I've taken a couple balls out there. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's see how we do here. Nothing. Nothing. We play the Turkey Bowl every year, you know, for Thanksgiving. Get the boys together, play Turkey Bowl. Go to the one uh, football field. Like 10 minutes away, 5 minutes away, pull up to the field, you know, you're warming up, and the goalpost is right there. It's just basically calling your name to try to kick a few, right? Even punting, I can't, like, get it to go perfectly down the middle unless I'm, like, closer than 20 yards. These dudes just drop back from, like, 62 in windy conditions with a defense coming at them, and they're just right through, right through. Justin Tucker, Chris Boswell, all day. Anyway, Steelers win 29 27 over the Bears. I will take Detroit plus 8.5 this week because I think the Steelers will steal her um, and make it way closer than 8.5. I still think the Steelers will win, but I'm definitely taking Detroit to make it close. And the last bet is also going to be on this Steelers-Lions game. Possibly parlay them together if you could. A same-game parlay bet would hit huge here if you take Detroit plus 8.5 or if you just take Pittsburgh on the money line and then you go ahead and you take the under on 42 under i couldn't yell under loud enough for this bet here's why the steelers have arguably the top defense in the league one of them at least and the lions can't get anything going offensively they can't score points at all it's a, it, it's abysmal and then you flip it around. Well, the Steelers can't really put up points either. So, no. you know, what would what would draw you to take the over on 42 points? 42 points is a lot of points for two teams with horrible offenses and one with a great defense. Um, do I think the Steelers will put up a lot of points on, on Detroit? They could. They very well could. Do I think the Detroit Lions are going to put up enough points to get over 42 in the game? No. If anything, I'm going to give the Detroit Lions like 14 points maximum this week. So that would mean Pittsburgh would have to put up like 36. No. Like 38 something. No. That hasn't been done all season. Like 20 something. Like 20. High up, 20s. High 20s. To Steelers the 30. haven't put up 30 points this season. They have haven't. They? No. Um, so stay away from the over there. Take the under on the Steelers and the Lions right there. That uh, over under is at 42. Take. The under. Three games to watch that could be upsets. Watch Seattle over Green Bay. Green Bay's favored by three and a half. We talked about this. Seattle, I could very well see beating Green Bay. Dylan likes it. Uh, Tim and I both like Green Bay. But, you know, if, if Seattle ends up winning, you know, think of Dylan. Yeah, think of me. <laughs> that next game, uh, watch for the Vikings and the Chargers. You said it. You like the Vikings over the Chargers quite possibly. Uh, you could see that being a... The Vikings are a very underrated team. 
They are. Their record never shows it. You like Kirk but, Cousins? Yeah, I like Kirk. But they their record never shows, but they're always in the football game. They really like, they're are. never like they're never like getting blown out or anything. But I believe that Minnesota can play. That's that's very true. Uh, they are like right on Yeah. I mean they they always seem to be right on the bubble. You know, and it took that miracle for them to get into the playoffs. I mean, you know what I mean? When Diggs had that catch, uh, the yeah. miracle catch, yeah, <laughs> that was insane. Uh, that was probably like the highlight of the Vikings or the whole organization, like over the past ten years. Uh, getting down into our third and final upset to watch: watch for the Browns to beat the Patriots. Okay, I like the Browns. I'm predicting the Browns to beat the Patriots this week. So obviously, go with that, guys. If you're gonna bet. Bet with me. I'm five three and one. Okay, I'm feeling good. Tim's three five and one. So why would you listen to Tim if he's gonna say you know bet the Patriots to beat the Browns? Like I'm sorry, but that's just not gonna happen. I don't like the Browns particularly. I don't like Baker Mayfield particularly. I know Tim doesn't. If Tim was here, I would not be saying Baker Mayfield's name because I know we'd have about twenty five minutes left on the show as soon as I brought up his name. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he's over here laughing. I like Cleveland over over the Patriots this week for the pure fact that the Patriots are going to kind of be over on a little bit of a hangover win or a hangover from that win last week. You know, they beat Sam Darnold again. <laughs> and Bill Belichick's riding his high horse. I like Cleveland, though. I like them to just run New England into the ground. It, and it really comes down to that as Cleveland's run game. Um so, yeah, guys, those are the upsets to watch. You got the fantasy. You got everything. Uh, last thing, just go and subscribe to the Issue Mic'd Up if you're already not. It's $3.99 a month. Think about it as more of an investment to win your league, uh, win your fantasy league, win some bets. It's going to be worth it. If you're winning $80 bets that we're telling you to place here, you know, the $3.99 will make itself back relatively quickly. And it's just great advice. It's great content. Guys, it's so much more relaxed. Uh, you know, sit back, enjoy a little bit of the issue mic'd up. So go subscribe, and you can do that for sure. But other than that, guys, have a good week. Watch a lot of football. Um, you know, get out there, place some bets. It was good having Dylan on. Dylan, how'd you like coming on? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. A lot of fun talking about... Uh... Sports. First time. We, we were talking about having him on, you know, once or twice and, and getting some fantasy. Because you just, you love fantasy football. Uh, this dude is just constantly trying to make trades. Made a great trade this season. We'll have to have you back on when we have, like, a full segment to do that on the issue mic'd up. All right. And sounds ta- good. And talk some fantasy football. But thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, yeah, guys, we will be back next Wednesday. We'll have our regular episodes. Tim will be back. Um, and we will have our regular issue mic'd up then. So guys, thank you for listening to the issue.